Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. If I speak my mind, I'll get caught up in all the detailed lines. Say something wrong even though it feels so right. Mm, I'm falling for you. Every day feels like I've got something to prove. Sometimes even a king can be a fool. What can I do? Because you got me tangled up in tongue tied, baby. You got your hand in my making me go crazy. I'm not ready to say it, maybe. Fall into I've been here before But this time it's something that I can't ignore Every time you leave, you leave me want more And more and more and more Cause you got me tangled up in tongue tied, baby You got your hand in mine making me go crazy I'm not ready to say up and tongue-tied, baby, you got your hand in mine making me go crazy. I'm not ready to say it, maybe you don't feel the same, but if you do, because you got me tangled up and tongue-tied, baby, you got your hand in mine making me go crazy. Now I'm ready to say it, maybe you don't feel the same, but if you Fall into Fall into And help me fall into Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Falling To by Jet Jurgensmeyer. Hi Carl and Greg, how are you both doing? Hey everyone. See, I'm going to steal yours this week. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. <laughs> well, welcome into the podcast. I like that. We're, we're just changing it up. You never know what we're going to say here at 9420. Nice tune. Reminded me a bit of um, He That Looks Like a Muppet. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the country version of Ed. I thought it was very infectious. And the thing I liked about it was like it's vocal driven, right? Mm-hmm. So the mix, his vocal is so present. Right. And it's actually really dry in the verses and then... It gets wetter in the in the chorus. I feel like that's a really bad analogy, dry and wetter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to do with reverb. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are the right terms, Nicole. No, I know, but for me, it just is unnerving. <laughs> Excuse me, Nicole. If you're in the music business, you know the terms wet and dry. 
anyway, and uh, I like the lead a lot. The lead was really cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, kind of uh, uh, reminiscent of uh, Chris some, Isaac. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of cool. They yeah, kinda I like, like that. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah. I thought it was a very syncable song. I think he uh, it's a, kind of an infectious melody, and the way he sings through verse to chorus, and it's kind of a double chorus. I, I think it's a very effective song. Well, it's syncable, and it's also, I feel like you could hear it on the radio. It's something that yeah. I think everyone would enjoy. Well, it's a, it's a tenant of commercial music mm-hmm. when they're vocal-driven like that, you know? So let's get right to some business here. Do we have anything to talk about? Oh, I no, do, but don't I don't. Re- I don't really know if you guys want to talk about it. Oh, what, don't, the, the don't. VMAs with the. <laughs> well, okay, not just the VMAs. Guess guess who won a lot of VMAs? She who should not be named. Taylor Swift. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Why do even bother? Um, a- but you know what's funny? I found out about that. She beat the 36-year-old record that was last set by Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show you, like, music used to be cool. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that the VMAs are still in existence. Or... Back then, that was when, I remember Sledgehammer, when he came out with Sledgehammer yeah. video years ago. Yeah. That was, that was really a great cut, Cutting-edge claymation kind of really cool video. But yeah, but it makes sense. She, she does do that those long videos, and they're kind of cool, I well, guess. Well, the you know, VMAs just... are very much fan-driven. So, like, it was just goes to show that her fans literally voted her into winning. Nicole, who owns the VMAs? MTV. It's still MTV. It's, it's still, still MTV. MTV owns mm-hmm. the VMAs. Yeah. And they have the audacity to have an award show about video, music video, when they don't no longer program it, right? Yep. So That's 100% true. Gosh. I have an MTV story if anybody wants to hear it, so I don't Go know. Go ahead, because then I'll tell you the least part, favorite part of what I'm going to be talking about after. Yeah, so I had a friend that was a manager for a, an act that was really significantly powerful in the 90s. And, Collective Soul? Yeah, Collective Soul, actually. And so he told me a story one time about how after that gigantic hit, Shine, the band came and reported to him that the label had been gracious enough to give them something like three or $400,000 for their next video because, as you know, you've got this momentum and you can't take the chance that MTV is not going to play your next video. The story is that my friend, who in his intelligence said, well, that's ridiculous, we're not going to have the label charge back three or four hundred thousand dollars you're the hottest band in america we could fart on videotape and mtv is going to air it so he (laughs) went to the label and he basically said look we'll make it i'll finance it and if it doesn't get picked up by mtv i'll eat what i've got in it and you can make your three hundred thousand dollar video that you guarantee will be on to mtv he made the second video for $5,000, and MTV added it within the hour of it being presented to them. That was back in the day when videos were charging seventy-five grand. Like It was stupid, the money they were paying for videos correct, back then. Correct, correct. And, and the now, labels now were charging can, it all back. And, and now you can do it on an iPhone for like $30. Yeah, well, he that's saved his band like 400000 Right, right. I remember, I mean, Carl, it was what, like seven or eight years ago when artists were trying to figure out what their next move was? Right. And they'd, they'd come and they'd be like, I want to finance my next music video. And we're like, why? 
And they spend Why? even then with right. them spending ten grand on these. Ten. Uh, some. I think we had one person that was like, "I'm going to raise twenty five thousand dollars for my next music video," and it never did anything. They're getting actors and yeah. Come what's on. the uh, What's the cringeworthy part of this, Nicole? Not only would the labels be able to charge that, but then MTV was also collecting on the side of when they would have like j-lo or britney spears do the making the behind the scenes making of the video on it as well so right right. i mean these videos i think sometimes cost like five hundred thousand dollars and i don't know too ridiculous i want to see you know what i want to see the making of the making of the video that's what i want to (laughs) see So the thing that I don't think you all are going to be excited for, but I am so excited, was the fact that this morning DreamWorks dropped their trailer for the new Trolls movie, which is Trolls Band Together, and NSYNC has released their first single in like 22 years. (laughs) Now, are those separate stories, or is the NSYNC song related to Trolls? It is. So they they got NSYNC back together to create like the main song for the movie, which is Better Together, I believe. And and does NSYNC have, are their characters represented as Trolls? Justin Timberlake has been one of the main trolls since the Trolls series got started maybe well, like seven or me. eight years yep. ago. So Anna Kendrick is Poppy. She plays the main one, and I forget what his name is. But Justin Timberlake is like second to her, so he has been doing this for years now. And unbeknownst to everyone who thought that they were going to announce a 2024 world tour to get back together, it came out that they're releasing a new single for the movie that JT's involved in. They still might do a world tour. They probably will. I mean, based off of the reaction that fans have had, with the song not even being released yet, the song will be released September 22nd, and then the movie comes out November 17th, but the amount that this trailer has blown up on like TikTok and Facebook and just everywhere. I think the fans are basically demanding, like if you're going to release a single, let's just come on tour. That just goes to show you how lame it's gotten. That like, NSYNC has to come back No, like bands like NSYNC years. are like the classic coming back. Yeah. It's like, what's the next thing? It's like it's like Led Zeppelin reforming when NSYNC comes back together. <laughs> right. It's like Led Zeppelin's getting back together. You know, yeah. You know who's still great is uh, Tommy James is still great. One thing I do know, he got ripped off. He made none of that money. That Crimson and Clover, Hanky Panky, you know, Crystal Blue Persuasion, all those hits. I think we're alone now. He didn't make a dime from that stuff. And I'll tell you who else is still great is Peter Noon. He looks the same. Peter Noon from uh, Herman's Herman's Hermits. Still good. Still really good. What he's like? I think he's like 106. How old is he? (laughs) (laughs) I think he is. I think he's right. Well, I mean, he's a contemporary of, of Jagger, you know? Contemporary of the so, Beatles. He used to hang out with the Beatles. They, they used to open yeah, up, they played the same yeah. shows back in the 60s. The package shows, yeah. Caravans, they used to call them. I think they should come back. I think we should put caravan shows back, and at least people will be able to go see some people with some damn hits. Well, they do have those shows like, you know, Journey, Foreigner, and yeah, Cheap Trick. That happened in the last couple of years after COVID. Yeah, they packaged all those shows together. I thought it made perfect sense. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm over concerts, man. So that was it. So what else are we doing? So VMAs, we hate them, right? Well, I mean, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we hate it, it was one of those things, like, I vividly remember the last time I watched the VMAs was, like, 12 years ago when I was in Aruba, and not realizing that it was happening, it just was on the TV and I was watching the replays. 
And they haven't really changed. Like, it's still the same showsy, like, let's throw everything that we've got at people to try and get them to watch. And, of course, because Taylor Swift was there, it was all highlighted around her, which is fine because her fans voted her there. But I think the highlight was the fact that NSYNC presented an award to her. Remember how big it was in, in the 80s when, when it first started, Greg? MTV yeah, he, I mean, he waited huge. to see the video as much mm-hmm. as you wow. waited to hear World the release. World premiere and, video next Friday. Yeah, right, I remember right. Total Request Live, TRL. Every Friday, yeah. if you really liked music, you were in front of that TV and you were seeing what the world premiere was. I'll take you even further back. Now, you remember this. You won't remember this, uh, Nicole, but before MTV... There was Where the Action Is and Hullabaloo. And remember those shows? Yep. And Shindig. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's yep. one great video if you can see it on uh, Facebook or Instagram of the shows or TikTok. It's where like the Beatles are on Shindig playing Day Tripper and it starts with all these girls in go-go boots like, doing go-go dancing up until the... They were the dancers. They dancing dance around the troop. Beatles and yeah. all of a sudden... Dar, 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 dar. It, was like so, it was so hokey, yeah. man. I was a huge Paul Revere oh, and the Raiders Paul. fan, of course. They, oh, they were my yeah, favorite. Yeah, they did, they did, uh, they did uh, uh, Where the Action... Themes oh yeah, music. I love it. Was, yeah. It's amazing. I, I I used to have the hat. I used to love Kicks. They did Stepping Stone before the Monkees. Incredible, Hungry incredible was my garage song. band. Mark Lindsay is still incredibly active on Facebook. I, I follow him on Facebook. He gets on there three or four times a week. We're really, we're really going off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you know that's that's feel good music for us. You know that stuff is that's back when. You know who produced those records, right? Jerry Melcher. Yeah, you know who he was. Doris Day's son. Man, you know this all. So to bring it back to like this century, maybe like when you were when yeah, you were saying feel century. good music, in yeah. <laughs> sync is feel good music for my generation. So bring it full circle. No, I mean my kids. I played in sync to my kids. I played all those boy bands to my kids, and so um, are we done talking? Do we want to do some? Uh... I don't know, we babbled for like 25 minutes. It's pretty amazing, huh? It is. About, so, the, about the VMAs, of all things. <laughs> well, that was just a catalyst. <laughs> then we just went down a rabbit hole. Um, so we do have another song by Jet called Talk to God. But before we hear that, let's hear from his management company, which is Aristo Media. This episode features an artist managed by Aristo Media. The Aristo Media Group encompasses a broad range of services dedicated to offering the entertainment industry innovative, integrated marketing strategies. Aristo Media's distinct advantage is housing entertainment publicity and PR, digital marketing, video marketing, radio promotion, club marketing, and consulting all under one roof. The Aristo Media Group also epitomizes synergy. Together, the divisions combine talents to maximize client exposure through digital, print, radio, television, online, and video outlets. To learn more, go to aristomedia.com. Again, that is aristomedia.com. that I was given ain't the best hand ever dealt most of all my troubles I brought on myself life ain't always easy but what do I expect it's done a real good job of putting my faith to the test so every now and then 
I'm as lost as I can get I go find a winding back road Roll down every window Let the sun fall on my face My heart finds a quiet place If a tank of gas is all that I got That's how I talk to God My heavy past Way down on my chest Had the wind knocked out my sails I could barely catch my breath And I'm not much on praying But my mama says I need it She swears they get to heaven Even when I don't believe it So every now and then When I'm as lost as I I go find a winding back road Roll down every window Let the sun fall on my face My heart finds a quiet place If a tank of gas is all that I got If it's a two-lane drive or an empty parking lot That's how I talk to God Another really infectious little tune. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like the little organ, too. The, the organ stab. It's just got a cool-sounding organ. Yeah, I got a cool track. I'm really, yeah. uh, I'm always pleasantly surprised at the quality of uh, things that we feature here. Well, I'm glad that you're surprised by it. You're supposed to have listened to it beforehand. <laughs> uh, sometimes I get to listen, sometimes I don't. We are episode 149, okay. and our 150th episode is coming up next week. Wow, cool. Well, I think... And that, that is our Dem Beatles episode, Come Hell or High Water. Uh, let's do it. I, I do think that we got that right. We have featured this music in its entirety, and we've licensed it for that. And I think that's a, a big part of why we do the podcast. Yeah. So before we get to the next segment, which is our questions of the week... I am going to remind our audience that because we are doing the Dem Beatles episode next week, there is still time to submit your answers on what do you think about the Beatles? If you go to 9420.com forward slash Beatles, you can answer that and be featured on the podcast. We welcome all differing views, whether you love them, you hate them, or you think they're only lukewarm. We are 100% okay with that. Well, they're no in sync, but... 
<laughs> they're, no, they're no in sync, but still. <laughs> so now that I've said that, why don't we see what Jet had to say with the questions that we asked him, which I know was Carl's favorite. Did we ask him questions? We did. The first <laughs> oh, question. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, so I'm very, what are you, what are you doing? Your taxes Nicole? over there or what? what are you? I'm, cu- I'm curious, Nicole. <laughs> what did we ask him? <laughs> the first question we asked him is to tell us a little bit about himself. Oh, that's interesting. Let's hear what he has to say. Well, a little bit about me is I'm an 18-year-old singer-songwriter, artist, and actor from Nashville, Tennessee. I started acting when I was four uh, here in Nashville and started going out to California when I was five. I pretty much grew up on stage in front of people and fell in love with just entertainment in general. I always I always say I love making people smile. Uh, one of the beautiful things about being a songwriter is sometimes in order to make someone smile, you got to make them cry by relating to a song or relating to a story that you're telling. But that's just one of the many beauties of this art that I am fortunate enough to be a part of. And I absolutely love it. I get asked all the time what I would be doing if I wasn't in entertainment. And I honestly have no idea because I, I grew up on stage. I started getting on stage when I was three. And it's just all I've ever known. I I absolutely love it. So what's really interesting, he's been in a lot of stuff that you guys wouldn't know, but I know because my daughter loves these shows. (laughs) So he was in Tots on Disney, The Chicken Squad, Shimmer and Shine. He was in Last Man Standing, Ozark. He was on Grownish for like an episode, Will and Grace's reboot, Bubble Guppies, which is actually hysterical because now I know that name. And he was in American Sniper. Wow. As a as a friend of the little boy. Wow. Yeah, so some really good... I think he should stick with this music thing for a while. Yeah. He's obviously... He's doing really good. Uh, yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. All right, so the next question we asked him is, what music artists have inspired your career so far? I have been inspired by a lot of different people. Um, Ed Sheeran is always someone that I have looked up to and really tried to... to to kind of keep in mind when I was writing certain songs, whether it was for me or one of my other friends that's that's art and that's an artist. Um, I just love how he can write uh, and produce everything. I grew up listening to country music, but I also lived in California and still live in California. So I've had a I've been fortunate enough to have a very wide array of music and of different styles of music of different genres you know I, I i love frank sinatra and i love miranda lambert both are very different but it's always nice to be able to challenge yourself every now and again to try to keep someone like like a miranda lambert in mind and try to write her style or try to write a little jazz tune and write something like frank sinatra would sing that's that's what's so amazing about about entertainment and songwriting. It's all just storytelling. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What do you what do you agree with? I agree that uh, entertainment is storytelling, and that I I like when someone has kept their ears open and they they uh, enable themselves to be uh, influenced by a lot of different. Okay, now I'm going to do what Carl does. Aren't there enough stories? Like, how many? St- it's all the same story. It's been going on for eons. What's different? I don't know. It's the I think, same story. Who has enough stories? 
I've been listening to stories my whole Too life. Too many stories. Been telling stories. Even even though I watch television, yeah. I know every story. <laughs> I know every plot. But there's line. different ways that people interpret stories, <laughs> and there's different the ways same. to play it out. And if you actually like think of stories, everything has to start out with. There's a hero, yeah. there's a villain, there's an obstacle, they have to get through it, and at the end, there's some sort of resolution. Redemption, yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with my new pet peeve this week. I discovered Pinkberry across the street. Oh, the yogurt place? Yeah, I've never gone to it, and all of a sudden, I love it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm there the other day. The endorsement, my, my, this... this uh, your daily Pinkberry infusion. This episode sponsored by... <laughs> but anyway, and this just irked me. I'm trying to be Zen, right? The new Zen me. This girl and her boyfriend, and they're online, and they're just taking too much time. I know they can give you samples of ice cream, mm -hmm. like a, a taste sample. She goes up. I'm waiting. She's looking around like 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 she's never been on the planet before. Like it's it's a yogurt place, man. <laughs> she goes. You know what she says? Can I sample the chocolate? I go. The chocolate. It's I chocolate. Just, it's Chocolate, that you moron! Not Why are you kidding true, me? Come I'm, on! I'm it's gonna chocolate. side with her and say, not all chocolate, yo frozen yogurt, and ice cream is created equal. Uh, There's different ratios and There's different no, types so can i try the vanilla like come on even with see. vanilla there's different brands and varieties forget and flavors it. Then, then I, I thought it was stupid and then she tasted it and then she didn't didn't, didn't get it she's an idiot if they I'm could sorry. make that yogurt taste like ice cream they'd have something there <laughs> oh my new thing is after after vegas i love gelato oh, mm. oh. gosh mm. anyway so what are the, hey I'm, I'm curious what else did we ask Jeff? <laughs> We asked him one more question, and it's, what is one service not offered right now in the music industry that indie music artists need? You know, I don't think it's necessarily a service per se, but I think the biggest thing is just getting getting your, your name out there. I think that's one of the hardest things, getting gigs, finding places around you that you can start performing at, and then making sure that when you do start getting those gigs being prepared for it, being prepared to take requests. That's something that I didn't do for a really long time. And as soon as I started taking requests, Oh my goodness, people want to come out and listen to you because you can play anything from, from Luke Combs to red hot chili peppers. So I, I think one of the biggest things is just being prepared for everything, practicing a lot. Um, but I think something that indie artists need is just the community of other indie artists and knowing that you're not alone, whether that be because they're still used Facebook groups, whether that be Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, meeting other people that you guys can work together, finding people that you can write with and then post about each other, become friends with them, you know? And I, I don't, I don't think that's using somebody for their social media. I think that's two people that are in the same line of work that want to want to work together and want to see the other people succeed. And I think we all just need to work together and then boom, you, 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 you've done it. <laughs> I think Jet's a talented kid. I think he has a great voice. I like his songs. I disagree with almost everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for one, I'm not going to learn other people's songs. I don't want requests. Well, that's a very, that's a very strange thing for him to say. He framed it as taking requests versus being a cover artist, right? You know, like working a Holiday Inn on a th Thursday night, you know? And secondly, I think, maybe you're going to hate me, but I think 
because of social media, this generation of music artists think they're owed something and they need to have a bigger audience. When I was younger, nobody knew who I was. You went out and you played gigs and you did it and you played and you kept playing and you went from club to club and you worked at it and you and, and you did it. Yeah. And, you, and you built your audience by scratch from just doing gigs and then playing further out gigs, going to different towns, going to different counties and that's what you did now because of social media we can have a million people in three seconds just do the work it's obvious i'm sorry i also think that he kind of identifies it i mean he has a very broad definition of what he gets out of all this and he says he wants to be an entertainer you know so i think that's justified to say if my goal is to be an entertainer i need to be able to provide the people what they're what they want and sometimes what they want is your version of an Ed Sheeran song, right? So I kind of get it. I don't care what they want. <laughs> no, you, no, really, I'm sorry. No, it's true. I, I, it's I, funny. I agree. Yeah. You need to do more covers, Carl. I'm not doing any covers. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in that rock band and you were doing covers, didn't you have a set that was your stuff? Is that how you did it? That's how it started. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and people didn't want to hear it. <laughs> they didn't want to hear your stuff. <laughs> I used to lie. Yeah. I used to lie. So what we used to do is like it's very funny. We did a bunch of just seventies rock, right? Right. And during the seventies rock, we'd say, Oh, here's an, an obscure one <laughs> off from, of uh, an early Do Doobie Brothers records. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and it would be one of mine. And we just would play them. Right. Oh, here's an obscure, yeah, here's an obscure like, you know, whatever. So, and we they didn't know. Hey, that, that that song off the would you heard that? Yeah, it's an old uh, deep purple. Yeah, I never heard it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that's how I started. And then I said, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I quit the band. And yeah. they thought I was crazy. Yeah. I, I, early on, I knew I was like 19. I said, I'm not going to be playing Led Zeppelin when I'm 60 in a bar. You know, that's it. And you're true to your word. Anyway, so I'm sorry I disagree with you, Jet. I think you're a talented kid. What do I know? But anyway. <laughs> I'm we sure done? he'll take it to heart. I... He's got... He's, eight, he's got a lot. He's of time eighteen. To work on. Who cares what mm -hmm. I say? Right, right. Eighteen years old. He's got I a ton of time to work on. Think we are done with this episode. Get us out of here. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the ninety four twenty podcast. For everything that we spoke about, you can go to our website, which is ninety four twenty dot com. That is the number is nine four and the letters T W E N T Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Mm -hmm.